On the COVID side, well, one of the sort of observations that has popped up to me is people's impatience. Yeah. And I was thinking about the word patient from from two angles. One, yeah. You know, the, the noun where you're someone under a doctor's treatment or something's being done to you, so you're a patient. And, of course, the other is the adjective. And, like I say, it's it's come to mind more because I've been – of the anecdotal evidence of its of its opposite, which is impatience. <laughs> I was uh, walking down to the office this morning. I got in there about about eight fifteen, eight twenty, and I walked from the parking structure to the office. And you know, it's a, it's a, one of the long blocks in Santa Monica, and a lot of the cafes and stuff have tables on sitting out on the sidewalk these days to try and create outdoor dining space of some kind or another, and. Before, I was seeing a lot of people sitting outside at these places, but very most people were wearing masks. Suddenly, I'm seeing a lot of people without masks in downtown Santa Monica. Oh. As a, perhaps an expression of the impatience of now that, we've, now that we've started getting vaccinated, you know, we can relax. Which, of course, is just symptomatic of, a, of an impatience, which I, too, have felt during all the lockdown and all of that. But there's certainly been a lot of impatience showing itself. And, of course, it's... Uh, this restlessness, uh, restlessness to do something, restlessness to get out, try and get back to whatever people thought was their life before as being normal. And uh, it certainly showed itself everywhere. And so it just sort of made me think about the word patient and some interesting qualities of both patient and impatient that come to mind. But anyway, that's what's, that's the word that's been on my mind for the couple of days. Yeah, that's fabulous. I, uh, the first thing is one of the delights that I found when I was studying French was that there is a word that they use a lot. I mean, it's you see it quite often, and the word is patiente. Patiente. Patiente, which is, I mean, we would say be patient. Uh-huh. But it, with the French, it's actually, it's it's like patienting, right? You, <laughs> you, it's, um, it's, it's like an active verb. Patiente, meaning, you know, wait a little bit or uh, chill calm down. Yeah, chill. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that kind of verb. I, I thought it was great that they had it, you know, in the in that form. Um, yeah, patiente. That, that that is a good word. And then, uh, oh, I can't remember how many years ago it is now, but there's a there's a little border flower that that people put in their gardens called impatiens. Oh yes. Huh. And I have no idea. <laughs> How that word came to be associated with that flower, but but it's uh, it doesn't have a t on the end. So it's impatiens, which is uh, with an n s at the end, and I don't know right. what that means. Yeah, it says any of a genus of plants of the balsam family with spurred flowers and pods that burst and scatter their seeds when ripe. So perhaps it's that's the uh, impatience part of it. <laughs> as soon as everything's ripe, they blow apart and start scattering seeds. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I can recall a few incidents in my former life when I was too impatient to scatter seeds, <laughs> but that was a whole—that's a whole other category of uh, <laughs> word. <yeah. laughs> oh man, way too much angst and and all the things that come with impatience, which is a great expenditure of energy for really going nowhere. Right. Yeah, and I guess you know, being a patient is—it's uh, like you don't have a choice; you just have to wait. Let's see what. Uh... One of the things that I thought was interesting was a reference uh, when I was doing a little word tracking on the word that it was kept going back to 
was referring to its Latin roots, uh, among other things, that included passion. Uh, Latin passus, which is a past participle of pati, which is to endure. Ah. So, and I'm just, something flashed into my mind, which I hadn't really thought about before, but it's um, a Mel Gibson movie, which was very gory and bloody and the Christians all love, called The Passion of the Christ. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I'm sure that was the meaning of the word passion there in the title, which I hadn't really thought that much about. Suffering or agony, especially of a martyr. Right. Yeah, this is why when people start talking about being passionate, I get I just kind of grimace. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, the uh, constructive expressions of that are perhaps in the smaller percentage. But the idea of, well, like you say, there's, the en- there's endurance or suffering or a waiting. Waiting is when you're a patient, if you're a Especially in the modern-day doctor's office, it's good to be patient because you're going to be waiting a lot, <laughs> as we know. Uh-huh. Yeah, from that point of view, there's that that angle of it of of passivity, something being done too. And in a case like that, where certainly naturally you'll have instances where that'll be the case, where you're seeing a doctor for a treatment of something, and you have to be passive, at least in terms of when it comes to the laying on of hands or the sticking of needles, you have to just sit there and bear it. And whether you're patient about it or impatient about it, you're going to wind up with the same result, getting the treatment, getting the injection, whatever it is. But it's a matter of how much energy you expend in negotiating that situation. Certainly, when a person is being very impatient, the restless word restlessness comes to mind, or restless eagerness, the idea of, I want to get out, I want to do something, I want to get on an airplane. There's, a, there's an expenditure of energy there. And then there's the person who is in that situation and they have those qualities that we call patient, which is the uh, bearing provocation, annoyance, misfortune, delay or hardship with fortitude and calm without complaint, anger or the like characterized by or expressing such a quality, such as a patient smile, quiet and steadily persevering or diligent. So there you have a different there's a different expense quality of energy there where it's almost being spent in a meditative sense uh-huh. as a gesture, a gesture of serenity of calm, which implies, I think in this juxtaposition of words implies a recognition of the reality of the situation. Whereas the restless impatience doesn't, doesn't want to accept reality of the situation wants something to get get out of my way let me through here yeah we we definitely get that on our beltway driving here in washington you know right yeah it's so obvious and one factor i would add in here is that we've just come through a a week of the peak of moon wobble oh yeah and i mean the impatience was even more than usual you know because of yeah because of that i think yeah Traffic is a great barometer of things that are hitting the collective unconscious. Yeah, yeah. So on the one hand, we have, like, being willing to endure something. You know, suffering comes from words that have to do with permitting something to happen. Suffer the little children to come to me didn't mean, you know, torture the children. It meant, it meant, you know, yeah. let, them, let them come over here. It's okay. Yeah, let, let them come. Yeah. So you have this idea that, 
On the one side, patience, and, and, and that is to say waiting and enduring. And you can do so with, uh, with a sense of grace and dignity. Mm-hmm. Um, but like staying in your center, not being yanked out of your, your sort of central balance by the situation. And again, that implies a recognition of something under and back of the apparent delay that you can understand, accept, and allow for, especially in the case of something like uh, a situation in traffic. You know, coming home this afternoon on the freeway, early afternoon, you know, there's quite a lot of traffic here on the 405 and the 101. And I found myself sort of in the middle lane of the 101. It's a five lanes, five lanes per side, so there's lots of lots of lanes. But I found myself driving, merging onto the 101 from the 405, as I have to do to come out to where I live. And I was at the speed I was running, which was a pretty pretty good speed for getting home in time and yet relatively safely. I found myself behind a large bobtail truck, you know, big box truck. And he was going about seven or eight miles an hour slower than I was because I was behind several cars before him. They, they all sort of peeled off and went around him whenever they had a chance. And I uh, sort of was rolling up then closer to him and sort of almost automatically just looking for an opening to go around. And then I said to myself for just a moment, you know, it's only three miles to the exit and you are in fact going 60 miles an hour here. <laughs> wow. And, and, uh, you can see this truck as an impediment to you, or you can see something else, and that is if you understand how to drive with them, trucks can be extremely protective on a very big, busy freeway like the 101. If you, if you work with them instead of in spite of them, they can make your, your, trip, your trip home, which winds up being all of 40 seconds longer <laughs> yeah, for, that three, yeah. for that three miles, and it can actually be safer. It was, I was glad I did that because it was sort of Instead of a, a little more tense few minutes getting that last three miles, it was a less tense yeah. and fairly, fairly calm three miles. And, of course, when you're calm, 40 seconds is nothing. Yeah. When you're, yeah. When you're impatient, it's like the rest of your life. <laughs> it's flashing by. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, when you were speaking earlier about um, impatience, I thought about, you know what is what is that? It's uh, you know the on the one hand we've got the you know waiting and enduring, and on the other hand it seems to me we're, what we have is frustration because my will is not being imposed. Yeah, it has like different flavors. There's like I want my will to be imposed now, and that that kind of frustration. But then there's more like you know I really want to get home to my cats or whatever it is, and I, I I'm so sick and yeah. tired of being on this freeway. And so it's not so much wanting to impose your will as as feeling frustrated by obstacles, I guess. Yeah, yearning for the things, that, the place that's important to you, learning, yearning for the comforts of home. That's, yeah. That yearning may wind up driving efforts to control or be more aggressive, certainly. But the uh, initial impulse is, is not wanting, not necessarily wanting to be dominant. It's just wanting to be secure in the things you love. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because in all of these instances we're talking about, and we're not really talking about, obviously we're not talking about what's going on out there in the world. We're talking about what's going on in us, we're talking about our state of our consciousness. And the consciousness, it seems to me, revolves around a knowledge, whether we admit it, whether we deny it, whether we accept it, whether we rage against it. The consciousness revolves around the idea or the knowledge that there's, a, there's an optimal symmetry to everything that's taking place. And 
it will play out as, as you say, graceful, lovely, balanced, in, in good joy with one's fellows, or it can play out as wasting of energy, futile, head against wall, banging metaphorically, and therefore play out as poor relations with one's fellows. Mm-hmm. But the knowledge that under and back of whichever way we see it, there's a, there's, a, there's a single reality to it all. And that is, we're all in a situation together where we can be together in wholeness and harmony. We're aware of that wholeness and harmony, whether it's through yearning for it, being frustrated that we don't have it right now, or whatever. But there's a knowledge of a, a kind of a togetherness, oneness, harmony, that's, that's under and back of whichever way we as individuals are living through that situation. Uh, there is a knowledge of it because it's without without that underlying knowledge, there wouldn't be the eager restlessness. There wouldn't be the desire to to dominate or control. There wouldn't be the patience, the calm, serene endurance of the delay or the struggle. So everything is really tied together in looking at these different aspects of patience and impatience. I wanted to share a story about when I was probably my first year of college. I was part of a theater group and we would drive around and go places and because we were in the theater we were we would sing songs. We'd sing right. uh, show tunes and whatever the popular music was of the day. And I remember being out with some friends, my girlfriend and a couple of other people, and we wanted to try to sing a four part harmony of a song and we started in on it and <laughs> I said, no, no, now, X, uh, you need to sing this part, and then Y, you need to sing this part, and and um, and Teresa, that was the girlfriend, you know, you you do this, and my girlfriend said to me, why do you have to be in charge? Why do you have to tell us what to sing? We can just sing, um, and <laughs> what it was was that I could hear the sound in my head. Uh. I. I knew the sound that would be the perfect sound for this song, and I had it in my head, and I knew that all we had to do was do this, this, and this, and we could get that. But, of course, to the other people in my group, it was like me trying to be the Nazi, telling everybody how to sing. But if you're an artist of any kind, you can see the finished product in your mind. You know what you want. You go for it, and you can be totally frustrated and completely impatient about the fact that you can't get there. You can't get to that but you can see, uh-huh. which is like a different kind of impatience. Uh, yeah, it goes beyond the words. It's just yeah, it's seeing the whole, seeing the whole finished harmonic, and hearing it in your head. When I was in high school, I was in the debate society, and so we'd go to to tournaments, debate tournaments. But we'd go off on bus trips to turn, debate tournaments in other towns in Texas, and we'd get together to go from the hotel over to the local restaurant, which is maybe only a block away or something like that, to get some food. And we, our, our basic go-to tune was uh, to do that little skipping step down the sidewalk singing the Yellow Brick Road song. We're off to see the <laughs> wizard. <laughs> I can just see that. Yeah, but, see, but you could see the whole picture completed. Yeah. You know, you can look at the oak, you can look at the oak tree acorn and, and just see the whole tree in it. And then it's a hell of an exercise if you're going to put on the director's hat to be both patient or impatient, yeah. as is appropriate. 
yeah. with your players. Yeah. You see, you could have the one kind of impatience that was like, okay, I know what this is supposed to sound like. And then you can also have the patience that goes along with that saying, okay, now I'm dealing with this kind of person. And I'm dealing with that kind of person. How is the best way to reach this person and get them to work with me on this? Yeah. As opposed to simply saying, well, now look, wait, now wait a minute. This is the way the rules are. Let's do it this way. You know, uh, which is, right, right. just alienates people. So, so what am I getting at here? I mean, to long way around, it's like I, it, I feel like a lot of what we're talking about has to do with the identity that we bring to it. So, you know, like a more mature personality could have handled that situation better than what I described. Um, uh -huh. But I was, you know, living out the identity of a, you know, 19 or 18 year old kid who could see the melody in his mind, but didn't have the the intelligence to how to manage with the others. And so that's just maturity, but it's also a sense of identity. And then, of course, when you get older and you get more mature, you feel like, you know, sometimes you run into the same problems. And the impatient part of it, I think, has to do with somehow not seeing how to get there. Yeah. Seeing, like, yeah, seeing the, seeing the product finish, seeing the creation, but not, but not understanding how to get there. Yeah. Yeah. And then when it, as that, if that becomes a point of emotion, uh, it starts to really show itself, then uh, especially in, when other people recognize it, then it, you can either say, I don't care whether you recognize it or not, we got to get this thing done, or back <laughs> up a step and <laughs> learn from it. Ah, uh, yeah, well, you, you need to understand who you're working with. And that's, I mean, that's something that I've learned over time. It's not anything, it's not a great metaphysical revelation or anything, but it's just, you know, realizing. And, and so what what is that? It's a different identity. It's the identity that knows that there's nothing to be lost by simply waiting and listening to the people around you. Right. You're not, you're not right. losing anything. It's, you're not losing anything. It's there. You're yeah. just waiting. It's like being behind, running behind the truck, like you said today. It's like, okay, we're just. This is what it's going to be like for the next few minutes. Yeah, it's a recognition not only of of this of, the, of this harmonic of the sound, but it's also the recognition. Uh, it's it's like the assurance that it is always there, and it implies that your identity is of that. As long as you're conscious, that perfect idea exists, and is is not threatened. You can't. You say you can't lose it. You can wait. You can maybe come perhaps learn a time to, you know, poke the bear a little bit, but only because it's experience shows you when those moments arise. And, and again, that comes from knowing the people you're working with and all the while knowing with the certainty that the harmonic is at hand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't lose anything in yourself, you know, that, so you're not, you don't have to suffer, which in, you know, of course, can, can mean, you know, that part of being a patient. You don't have to suffer the loss of anything, the suffer destruction of yourself, even though we may feel like that from time to time when we're having to sit and be passive while we are treated for something. But because there's the certainty that your identity is always of the harmonic that's at hand. It's, it, as you mentioned, I think a couple of days ago, mindfulness. It's a mindfulness of the presence of something that uh, will wait. Yeah. It is uh, welcoming, I guess, is the word. Yeah. 
Yeah. 